Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about uh, the unlimited Yobu Kyosuke, um, which is actually not the full name. The full name is Zatai Keren Children, the unlimited Hyobu Kyosuke. And I always thought it was Kisuke. Kisuke? I mean, I mean, you could say Kisuke it's, if you want to. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to say Hyobu because that's easier for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, originally came out in 2013. Uh, and it's genres are action, superpower, supernatural shonen. I would definitely say this is very sci-fi on top of that. And I'd say futuristic as well. Maybe even alternate future, alternate future, alternate history, future. Uh, it, it, it definitely covers all those grounds. Um, and the publishing, uh, or the licensor anyway, the publishing studio is Sentai Filmworks. TV Tokyo is a producer of it, which makes sense given the production value. Indeed. I mean, TV, TV Tokyo is as one of the producers. I, you honestly can't go wrong because they have such a long list of, of great awesome. shows. Yeah, I was going to say, whenever you see that logo, you're like, Oh, it's going to be a good one. I, I just know it. And when it's not, which has happened, it's surprising. So that that's a good, honestly, at the start of this show, I didn't know quite how to react because it starts off with, with our main protagonist and he looks pretty young and he is wearing a school uniform, which he does call attention to. And everyone constantly comments on, um, yeah. of him being a total badass. He, he's just completely destroying anything and everything of, um, of opposition wise just to go to jail. And his comments are when he's finally ready to surrender, when he's decided that he has caused enough damage and destruction that he reserves the right as an esper under international law to remain silent and the right to wear his school uniform. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because he nonchalantly in that battle, when he's just wrecking everybody, you can tell how serious he is about the fight after he eats a popsicle and gets up. He gets a little bit perturbed that it's not a winner. He's like, ah, and he throws it away like you would throw away trash, but it lands inside of a, like through the windshield of a helicopter and makes it explode. And you're like, oh, don't get too mad, sir. He's flipping tanks over like it's nothing. So, I mean, you're led to believe he's a rather strong Esper. So, and the fact that everyone else is surprised by this makes me think that, you know, Espers are not necessarily strong. They might be known about and they might be widely accepted given his Esper law, international Esper law thing. Um, they're just not that strong typically. Well, the thing is, is not everyone is like him. And in fact, uh, 
they showcase or talk about the unique abilities of all these different espers all the way throughout. Some of them have the ability to hear super long distances and throw their voice like it's nothing. Others are teleportation, uh, conjure up fire or lightning or pick your flavor as to whatever else there is. Heck, there could be one out there for turning your tongue into a snake for all we know. And then you have some real problems, but <laughs> the show as a whole, just, it, it's really just a, sp uh, spinoff off of the main story of uh, Zetai Karen children. And this is this is just a main or a part of the story who they decided to take a focal point, uh, Yobu, who was a side character of that main story and just really flesh him out and, and give him a personality more in depth and just go into more detail about him as a whole as well as discover and talk about his past, which apparently he's like 80 years old or, or 90 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fairly old. But I, going back, I didn't know there was a different anime this is based off of. Yes. Yeah, the, the Zetai Keren Children is the main show. Like, this, this oh. is what this is based off of. And the, per, the people... Uh, that he was referring to as the queen, uh, if you remember. Yeah, the children. Mm -hmm. They're actually the main focus of it. Really? Yes. That's kind of interesting. I wonder if we would have a different perspective if we would have seen the main show first. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we would have a different perspective had we seen that first. But alas, we didn't. We decided to, to just jump in feet first right into this one. And we're just going to roll with it despite the mega plot points and issues that I have with this. <laughs> there are no issues. There are no plot points. And if you do see them, they're just illusions. Not illusion. This. Okay. <laughs> the whole premise, the whole premise of this show is to prevent a premonition from happening. Not just one, but two. One of them is to prevent the Queen of Catastrophe, which is the ship that Hyobu is on with all these other espers that he has saved to prevent that from sinking. Right. So you have this group called Battle Babel uh, going against his group, Pandora. All right. Pandora. To try. No, Pandora. P-A-N-D-R-A. Pandora. Oh, I thought it was Pandora. No, it's Pandora. And that makes sense. they're going against them to capture them and arrest them to prevent the ship uh, Queen of Catastrophe from sinking, which is Hyobu's ship. But there's also the U.S. government has a spy that's infiltrated Pandora, who is... The only guy, Andy, he is the only one that has the ability to negate all Esper powers. And that's his Esper power, which is unique because his eye is a different color. And when you're looking at it through a CAT scan, it's a different material, I guess, too, at the same time. See, I, I, I took the way that for being an implant. It could have been. I mean, like they, they pulled him because he had that different color eye to begin with. Well, his whole that's thing, why he his, was recruited. Lives, well, he was recruited because he lives neither in the Esper world or the human world. 
in the human world, he's different, so they ejected him. In the Esper world, he's not strong enough, and he's not able to activate his ability, supposedly. So in that, he was rejected from there. So he's, he's independent of both. Well, he rejects it because he hates Esper's because of the power and how they treat him, because his power is to negate power. But he also says he has two different abilities at the same time. So one's to null the magic that's coming at him. And if he touches someone, it will seal their power. See, I always thought he had a different power, too, that was never really expanded on. Because if you'll notice, when he's fighting hand to hand, he's... Like if when you first introduced to Andy, he's fighting hand to hand in a ring that he's like, I really don't want to be here. Everyone's calling him a loser, even though he was going seven and zero throughout the his whole fight career. But the thing up is, until the point we meet him, he he's got military training in hand to hand combat, and and they yeah, but even, when he throws a punch right before it connects, his eye glows and, and flashes a little bit, and it's like he's he's doing something but it's never explained that's true i i wholeheartedly agree what happens no one knows i won't know unless they have another spinoff <laughs> of the unlimited andy which doesn't sound quite <laughs> right. as great but whatever uh the very limited andy i think is what they mean that's true so those are his two main powers, at least the ones that we know about. And he's got a GPS installed right above his eye that, for some reason, uh, microchip? is allowed microchip. Well, it's also a GPS. And a communication device. And who knows what else, because it had like it had a wheel in the eye. So you can saw, see like four or five different things going on there. All right. So who knows what the hell that was? Is it possible that's one of the things that he was accessing when he was like, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. I wish they expanded on that. Like, oh, yeah, just take the GPS function out. And now I'm a super badass, like laser out of the eye killing machine. So we discussed the first uh, premonition, which is the sinking of the Queen of Catastrophe ship. The second premonition that's that everyone's trying to prevent, at least the U.S. side of it, hence why Andy was brought up and why he infiltrates Pandora, which is to prevent Esper's from rising up against normal people and just demolishing them all. And in an epic fashion, in a very truly epic fashion, which uh, Yobu constantly refers to uh, one of the children that you meet as, as queen. And her name is Akashi. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, Akashi and Akashi is fairly powerful. Uh, in her own right, she's able to fly, fire, pyrokinetic, uh, lightning. Like she's a, she's a jack of all trades. She is the female version, except supposedly more powerful uh, in the long run, eventually, than Yobu. See, it's kind of weird though. I'm thinking the stronger they are, the more abilities they they're able to access, because Yobu and his counterpart. The equally old lady who is his elder sister, essentially. Um, they use the same ability to look young, but still be old as hell. Um, basically, they Wolverine themselves. Uh, with the exception being that Hyobu is technically dead. Yeah, he was shot in the head. And in the chest twice. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he was shot in the chest twice. He got a promotion and then he shot in the head. No, no. And he got he, he shot awakened. in the head while getting the promotion at the same time. <laughs> so that's so people, everyone on the Queen of Catastrophe ship refer to him as a major. Yeah, because that was his title upon death, essentially. Um, so it's probably a little bit confusing why he died in the in the back in in the beginning. Um but halfway through the, the the series, essentially, they start replaying his childhood. What led episodes. him up to yeah for two episodes, and I was thinking they'd be filler, and they weren't. They were really really well done, informative, but not over, not wasting time. I guess would be a good way to put it. It, it gave a different viewpoint as to his upbringing and why he's called major and why he has such a a viewpoint of the queen of catastrophe and everything else. Uh, you also learn that because you see a flying squirrel, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's talking, has a bolt in the head and everything else that's able to do Esper attacks, psychokinetic waves, but only is able to attack. That's the only, that's the only ability he's got. Well, uh, aside from being able to telepathically talk to others, I mean, okay, fine. He's got two. <laughs> you, you learn that there's dolphins that were part of the U.S. military that are also telepathic with Esper abilities, and one of them had the ability to do uh, premonitions. And that's the one. So in this flashback, you see three dolphins running, and one of the dolphins is torpedoed. That dolphin brain is the one that's responsible for the premonitions. And they keep the brain alive in this giant, well, not giant, but a big metal construct that is integrated with the ship Queen of Catastrophe, which allows the ship to draw on other Esper powers that allow it to disappear and to fly and not just fly anywhere but fly into a alternate dimensional portal that allows them to be cloaked invisibility. And it's awesome. It's a giant yacht flying through the air with the power of a dolphin brain. It's a yacht flying on the power of thought. If that's not a cheat. I don't know what is. I honestly could tell you if it was a cheat or not. <laughs> Well, what's kind of cool is they actually explain how the how the excess power is is gathered. All the espers on the boat are fueling this is this brain essentially. It's concert. It's taking all of the abilities and making them into better abilities that they could not do individually. But unfortunately, it's not for an attack or defense. It's only for the ship's manipulation of time, not time, but space. Sure, why not? We'll roll with that. <laughs> Um, there's another main character, the lolly of the group. She's a little girl and her name is Yugiri. And you find out that she's actually a clone with like juiced up Esper powers. Yep. She went out of control and uh, basically she was the strongest of the clones, I think is what they're alluding to. They never say that right out. One of the things that, that, that I, always happens is he does his little mantra, his little hand flails around and he's got this little <laughs> limiter thing shook. on his, on his collar and he's like unlimited and he 
turns the the little dial on there so it unleashes his power and he's able to go he's able to go full on esper and then when he's done he does his little hand movement gestures around and he's like time eternally stops and he spins it again and his power is sealed and why he has to do that every single time he wants to turn off the limiter is beyond me because Andy has a limiter and he doesn't say Jack squat. He just turns it and then, then he moves on about his day. <laughs> no, no. Yobu's got to sit there and do a little hand gesture and movement and, and turn it into a giant show. Oh, he's very showy. I, I oh, will admit yeah. he's flamboyantly showy uh, with a slight lolly complex. I would say, um, but yeah, no, he goes, uh, he does the unlimited and he flips it and like, I don't know his power up because that's essentially what it is. It's, it's a power up releasing all of his power. Um, did you ever figure out the reason for that? Yes. I think I know, but I don't know for sure. So the reason why he keeps the limiter on is because it helps restrain the power to keep it from going completely out of control. And it's what his mother died from his mother was pushed by his father to go beyond as far as possible to draw on as much power as possible until it actually killed her. And so he, his father made Hyobu for, for a number of years live as a normal person. And he didn't want him to utilize his power. Yeah. I can see that a father, he, okay, his father was originally researching espers trying to, learn from them, trying to understand them. Cause I think he thought they were the next step in evolution, that kind of thing. And he wanted to try to incorporate and, and make them less of a piranha, uh, pariah, less of an outcast essentially, because for some strange reason, even if an Esper, a child Esper helps you find your child, you look at them like they're diseased and they're plagued and you run from them, which is kind of messed up. Yeah. And they also comment that they can't really be killed normally because the uh, Hyobu got a bullet to the head. And the only thing that, you know, the only thing that is there is a scar from where the bullet hit. And they comment that the only reason why he was able to live is because he's an Esper. And they comment this a couple of different times, including for some of the other sub characters where their house got blown up and their mother or father or whoever was there died. But then you have a, uh, an Apache attack copper copter right there aiming at like a nine year old going, ah, oh, there's no way she could have lived unless she was an Esper. Let's just use some rockets and take her out. Overkill much? Yeah, I think maybe, but I think the reason for that is the espers would instinctually save themselves whether they wanted to or not. Anyone would instinctually what, save themselves whether they wanted to or not. It's called I know, but because they had. <laughs> it's called human nature. It's called <laughs> wanting to live and not be murdered. True, true, but because they're espers, they have the special ability to, I guess, be more durable by blocking stuff themselves psychically. Because they can use stuff as shields or which whatever else that may fair, come up. Fair. What, whatever, but I think that's why they're a little bit more durable, resilient. Let's call them. Yeah. But when, when it came to major, he actually got shot in the head and the bullet penetrated his brain. And he was, according to what the anime was showing, he was 
what looked to be functionally dead. And then his abilities reversed that somehow. Because there was blood spewing from his head and everything like that. And his oh, blood, yeah. his blood no, they, up. And, they and do say he that he died. Unlocked. Yeah, no, he, he even says that he died. Why he's still alive, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously his power's about to kill him anyway, so it's kind of a moot point right there, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I think his power, I don't know, because where would he have gotten the limiter from if he wasn't able to control it even a little bit, you know? Uh, he got the limiter because he had it specially made because his power kept going out of control, or he knew it was starting to go out of control. Who knows? Yeah, maybe the older you get, the the less able you are to to handle it, you know? I guess. But on so, to the main course. The meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. The premonition of the queen of catastrophe sinking. Now, my whole theory on this is that it could have been prevented had they not tried to prevent it from happening. <laughs> Just throw exactly. that out there. Everything that they're trying to prevent, they're actually forcing to happen because they're trying to prevent it. Which, I 100% agree. So, hang so I have a, a theory here. All right. If you wanted Let's to prevent something from happening, lay it all out. If I were to go do all this stuff, see if the premonition changes. And if the premonition changes, <laughs> then you have your answer. It's like, I'm going to do all this touch, touch the dolphin brain. Okay. Yes. Give me your dolphin brain juices. Okay. Perfect. The premonition is the queen of catastrophe. That little girl is going to destroy normal people. Okay. I'm not going to do anything that I just laid out. Touch dolphin brain juices. Good. Oh, look at that. It's not going to happen now. Yay team. Seriously though. But I do have a question. If you take a look at that old man and it all cycles back down to this old dude who was the original guy who shot major in the head, he was super obsessive about major being his and his alone. And he saw the premonition. Yes. He touched the head and the head gave him said premonition. It looked like he was drawing on the power from the brain. Wouldn't that make him a super low functioning esper? No, because the Esper through electrical signals when he touches it is showing him the power, showing him the premonition. It's not that he's actually an Esper. He's just a really deranged old man that gets his jollies off on touching dolphin brains and looking at Hyobu like he's a piece of meat and licking his lips. Yeah. Jeez. But okay, so let's go with um, a different route. Let's say perhaps somebody else were to have touched somebody less deranged were to have touched the dolphin brain. Same outcome. You think? I don't know. You know why? Because maybe they're not wanting to see that particular premonition. Maybe they're wanting to see something else. So you're thinking that potentially he wanted to see the outcome of espers in the future, their role in the future. And so he was showing that and someone else wanted to see the role of the queen of catastrophe. And they had someone else show the premonitions for it. And so they saw that. So they did everything they could to try and prevent the queen of catastrophe from sinking in effect, causing the queen of catastrophe to sink. (laughs) 
<laughs> while having the dolphin brain stolen by the U.S. government. Everything boils back to that one dude who shot Major in the head. All the evil crap is happening because of him. Circle of life. <laughs> right, circle of life. Yeah, circle of BS. <sighs> Man. But, so... My que- I do have a different trajectory from here because I think, I mean, we could talk about that all day, I feel, but nothing would really change because we're not the writers, you know? Um, what did you think about each individual having their own unique power, but Hyobu or Major kind of having all of them? I thought it was acceptable because of the level of power that he was. I mean, like if you're going to go with the unlimited and be the leader of said group and be all powerful, pick your flavor as to what, why not have him at least be able to do, if not be the master of all said moves or a majority of it. He seemed to me like a, a Deus ex machina by himself. If there was an issue, he could handle it. If there was an issue, he would somehow have the ability that was custom set for this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I need advice from a dead man. Let me go touch his blood and project it. Congratulations. Now I have information. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to respond to that or why that was a thing. But I mean, like, it wasn't even that he projected it because the guy was able to actually actually have a conversation and interact with the world through Esper abilities through his blood. What I think he was important for was to let us as the audience know how the brain was incorporated in the ship, because there was no real other reason for that to even be a thing. I'm kind of curious if it's even... If it's part, if this is only a minor part of a larger um, anime, you would think this was well reviewed. Like I, I personally review it highly. And when I was looking up as for a little bit of research, it's like a four and a half out of five in most areas. So I wonder what the other anime, the, the, the parent anime would be. And how come I didn't hear about it sooner? Cause I only ever heard about this. You know, that's a very good question. That is a very good question. It, it's, I would not be opposed to watching it in the future. Well, let's find out how many episodes it is. Cause if it's like another 95 episode thing, there's, there's no way it'll be on here. Uh, any, anytime soon. Uh, 51 episodes long came out in 2008 to 2009. Uh, TV Tokyo, obviously same deal with the genres, except it's a comedy as well. Oh, so it probably takes a lighter approach. Yeah, I would assume so since it's dealing with three adolescent teenagers with supernatural powers. Huh. Okay. Put a pin in that. Maybe we might revisit that later on. Indeed. So, on a scale of 0 to 5 faps, sir, how would you rate this? Uh, like well, I think I already told you. Four and a half? Just just yeah, just over four and a half. Just over. Well, what's just over? What is it? What do you, what do you, what's uh, your, it, what's your hard number? Wow. Well, my hard number, we're going to have to go with like a 4.6 because it just does that little extra 4.6 Extra little bit. You like the reason it doesn't get a solid five or any higher than a 4.6 is at the end. Andy loses the coloration in his eye by essentially being major's limiter. And they don't really explain much beyond that other than I'll see you around. So it didn't necessarily have the closure I was expecting or hoping, but maybe because of there's a larger anime it's associated with, he might be a reoccurring character over there. That is a possibility. You never know. So I'll, I'll say 4.6 pending. All right. For me, I got to go with 
a lower score. Oh. I got to go How with much a... Lower? Not too much lower. I got to go with a 4.2. Okay, explain. 4.2 simply because of the premonitions and the fact that they are causing to have <laughs> happen what they are trying to prevent happening as well as a, the ending. It's an alternate world where premonitions are replaced with common sense. And same thing with flying yachts. <laughs> you know, I almost want to be an Esper just so I could fly. I'm not even going to lie. Cause that'd be, that'd be kind of awesome. That'd be just straight awesomeness right there. All right. That would be pretty awesome, but I still, I still can't do the flying yacht. All right. I really can't because that's just too much. Why have a yacht that is literally flying through the air? Why not just have a plane that's perpetually powered by Esper power? It would make it harder for them to find. (laughs) It would make it more maneuverable and you wouldn't have to worry about Jack squat. When it show when it, when it, uh, when the boat came out and jumped and essentially jumped into the air, I couldn't help but say right next to the person I was watching it with, I'm like, free Riri. I'm like, you just need one of the, like one of the people trying to catch him just to raise a hand underneath and be drenched in water. I mean, like, didn't they technically do that? I mean, like not be drenched in water, but didn't they just like kind of reach out a little bit? I think, I think, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Whatever. I mean, like you want to have a giant killer whale along with it. Let's, Roll with that. Oh, seriously. Oh, Jesus. All right. All right. So 4.6 for you. 4.2 for for me. I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up. And next week is my choice. And lo and behold, it is one that came out that looks like super 90s. It's one I've actually seen before, but I can't remember it because it's been what 17 years since i since i saw it when it first oh, came geez. out came out okay. in 2002 it? and it is she the ultimate weapon oh no oh, i've seen that before i should rephrase i haven't seen it i've seen bits and pieces i was like oh this could be oh hell no okay so let's see how this goes so it's 13 episodes long came out in 2002, but it came out between July and September of 2002. And the genres are military, sci-fi, drama, romance, school. Because why not? Okay, that that's a lot to put in. 13 episodes, you said? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to, to... Okay, let's see how they do it. All right, when it'll I be a nice trip just, down uh, memory lane for me, that's for sure. Yeah, well, when I first started watching it, I... I mean, I rem- definitely remember the the military part of it. I just uh, school and romance might might be parts I didn't see. Oh, you shall see, sir. You shall, I shall see. see. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, if you uh, have any comments, if you've seen the next episode or the next series we've seen, or if any of the other ones you've seen, you want to share a little bit of thoughts on that. Feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at those anime guys. And we have a voicemail link in the show notes. Uh, you may even be featured on one of the upcoming episodes until next time. I'm Jack and I'm Rick later. Later. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 